You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're tuned into DC's DFS Challenge with Dan Mater and Chris Pinto. Live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome in, everybody, to the DC's DFS Challenge Show. After a two-week hiatus, we are back. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, followed with my partner in crime, Mr. Chris Pinto. We're going to be breaking down all the best DFS plays for you guys on DraftKings and FanDuel tonight. And, of course, the second half of the show, we have Mr. Chaz Flaherty from Sports Betting Weekly coming on newly on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on Thursday nights now, too. And we'll be breaking down some big bets for you guys on the week. Last week, yeah, yeah, 63-63. Actually won this one other time, I believe, back in September. Won last week's DC's DFS Challenge on DraftKings. You can go ahead and check it out on social media. Hit it up for this week because we'll have another winner for you guys, $100 championshipfootball.com for November. So make sure you don't miss that at all. Before we get into our content today, Chris, how are you doing, my man? Man, great to be back. Feeling good. You know, took the two-week hiatus. Uh, for everyone who's listening, this month is special to us, Dan and I, because it's our birthday month. My birthday's on Monday, so, man, just rolling out the weekend. Yesterday, we went and saw the uh, downtown get lit up uh, for Christmas lights and stuff like that. And then today, we went to a safari, like I was mentioning to you. Saw some big old animals, giraffes, stuff like that. So, can't complain. Had family time. Had some, uh, you know, family time. Gotta love it, right? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Now, Chris, let me ask you this. Since our birthdays are pretty close together, mine is uh, next Sunday. With your with Thanksgiving around our birthdays, what does your family do? Do they just, like, lump your birthday celebration dinner into dinner, or they'll try to, like, hit you up the weekend before? Man, so uh, me, just by myself, man, I'm a small family. Um, so we do – right now we've been doing my birthday, like, this weekend, right? Uh, my wife's family's huge, so it, it kind of just depends on what side of the family you are. I like to just be simple and do something just real small. Um, so this weekend was like my birthday weekend, uh, and then I'll do Thanksgiving all by itself. You know, you got you got to watch the parades. You got to enjoy all the food. Thanksgiving is its own holiday, so people who skip over Thanksgiving from Halloween to Christmas, they're missing out. They're missing out. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Mine's a little hit or miss. cake on Thanksgiving because my birthday is usually the following weekend after Thanksgiving and always around that same area for me as well kind of hit or miss which way direction it's going to be but yeah my next Sunday all I'm hoping for is for a fantasy win and all I'm hoping for for you guys is some fantasy money for tomorrow as well heading into week 11 a big week here only we got a few teams on by a lot of injury news that came out really on Friday I mean I hope you were following me at Belly Up MDFF Show and, of course, Belly Up Fantasy because we were coming out with the news alerts nonstop. A lot of fantasy implications came out, and that's probably going to be reflected in our our DraftKings lineups uh, in these share cards as well tonight and some of our sleepers too because we had a lot of big changes happen. So, Chris, I don't know about you, man, but I know I had some key moments from yesterday's news coming out. What was your DraftKings lineup like? Man, yeah, I'll get into it real quickly, and we'll just jump into it right my DraftKings lineup. You know – Went with Joe Burrow as my quarterback at $5,500. The quarterback, 15 points per game, about 18 points. But he, he's, he's had a bye week already. He's coming into this game against the Washington football team, who's 2-7, and seven, uh, over under 47 points. You know, 
I think that Joe Burrow is going to be the Tiger King this week. So I got him as my quarterback starting in there. Uh, obviously had to pay up for Dalvin Cook, running back to 26.3 points per game, getting almost 25 touches per game. So crazy. Exceeded uh, fantasy expectations so far by 66.8 points, landing you 210.3 points in a PPR formatting. Going up against Dallas right now, two and seven, 48 and a half points. They're allowing 22 and almost 23 points to the running back position. Dalvin Cook should eat. Um, here's one of the guys that you were talking yeah, about. I mean, this I is going to be a week that he could wind up dominating again. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I believe that he's my running back one and maybe you're running back one this week as well. Yeah, 100%. I mean, at PPR, I do have Kamara number one just because, you know, with the receptions he's been getting has actually been insane with the floor that he has there. But if it's half point, if it's standard, I have Dalvin Cook at number one heading into this week. He had 30 carries last week. He's going to have a much easier time finding lanes to run in through this week. I, I'm, I'll mention here with you because you went through. I mean, Dalvin Cook is on my board as well in the DraftKings lineup. I just don't think he's one of those players right now with the way he's playing with this match against Dallas. I don't think you can win a tournament without having Dalvin Cook in your lineup right now, even if that means paying up for him at $9,000. Yeah, he's almost like that skeleton key that's going to unlock the entire, you know, tournament pool for you. So if you don't have Dalvin Cook in your lineup, you might be missing out. Uh, and like Dan mentioned, 30 touches last right. week. Golly, the dude's playing against Dallas right now. Um, 63 evaded tackles. I mean, can Dallas really handle this guy? Probably not. But like Dan mentioned, if you're not following him, you need to follow him for his injury updates um, and, and just late breaking news because here is one of them, right? Maybe not as breaking news as some of the other ones, but Mike Davis at $6,800 instead of CMC. Um, currently the running back 10 in PPR formatting is 13.7 points per game. He's getting about 14 touches per game, which is expected volume. And in this game against Detroit, who is the absolute worst against running backs, allowing almost 36 points to the running back position. Uh, with a 46 and a half over under fire Mike Davis up as you're running back two, maybe even you're running back one, uh, depending on where you're going. And he's doing really great as well, averaging almost 19 routes per game along with his ground game. So 52 abated tackles, exceeding expectations by 2.6 points. Loving me some Mike Davis, especially with CMC out. Um, in that well, same right game, now, though, too, I was, I was gonna say right now, too, with Teddy Bridgewater, the, the idea is that he's going to play. But it has been a little bit more shaky than we necessarily thought it was going to be at the beginning of this week. We thought it was no doubt well, like he might be Walker limited, but he was definitely going to go. Yeah, you. Uh, well, that's, that was the point that I was getting to. It was like, do you believe if, if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't go, is it just going to be check down city to Mike Davis? You know, uh, the history between Matt Rule, uh, Robbie Anderson, and P.J. Walker uh, is great going back to Temple. So I don't know. I, I'm really excited to see what can happen. You never cheer for the injury, uh, but this is one of those situations where like you're okay if Bridgewater doesn't play because I feel like obviously Mike Davis is going to do well, and then the receivers too because I think PJ Walker is a great talent. Obviously, we saw what he could do for the Houston Roughnecks, uh, leading the XFL in touchdowns and just lighting it up on fire, almost the Patrick Mahomes of the XFL. So I want to see this guy play at some point. Fair enough. Yeah, and then for in that same game, uh, one of the wide receivers uh, who also might be a running back, though, Curtis Samuel for $4,700, um, eight, almost eight touches per game, exceeded expectation by 13 points coming up into this game, uh, and he's running 28 routes per game. Uh, ridiculous, right? As a running back hybrid, 16% of the target share going up against Detroit. So 
I like this game a lot. Moving on to my last wide receiver, though, is going to be Jacoby Myers. You know, not that great overall, but he's been lighting up recently. He's commanded a 25% target share recently, which is crazy for this Patriots offense going up against the Houston Texans, uh, my Houston Texans, who are just so banged up. And obviously their secondary has been the Houston Texans secondary. They're two and seven. The over-under is 48 and a half points. And the Houston Texans are giving up close to 40 points per game to wide receivers. Jacoby Myers, maybe the wide receiver number one uh, for the New England Patriots. So I like him for $4,900. Oh, I'm sorry. My last wide receiver is Chase Claypool, Uh, $5,100. Everyone knows about Chase Claypool now. If you don't, you need to watch the highlight tapes. He's exceeded expectations so far by 28.1 fantasy points, uh, rounding you about 140 points per game. 70% 70% target share from Big Ben going up against Jacksonville, one and eight, 46 point over under. Jacksonville's giving up 40 points per game to the wide receiver position. Chase Claypool, man, the dude is a, fen- a phenom in the league right now. Um, tight end position, uh, my fan duel tight end is probably going to be chalk. I'm sure it'll be your tight end as well. But in this game, or in DK, I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson, the tight end number three. 11.5 points per game, four touches per game, exceeded expectations by 3.2 points. So you love all these numbers and stats where he's exceeding expectations. This game is straight volume. Uh, going up against Carolina, who is giving up about 14 points per game to the tight end position for $4,200. I'm firing up the Hawk sauce from Iowa. Uh, my flex, and this is a guy that I've been eating crow on since about week six, I believe. Uh, talk about him pretty much regularly on our show, Belly Up Fancy Live. But Antonio Gibson woke up, and he's a running back one, right? Running back 12 in PPR formatting, $5,800 on DraftKings. Going against Cincinnati, who is allowing 23 points per game to the running back position. Fire up Antonio Gibson. Um, he's he, he's a superstar. <laughs> and then rounding it out, $3,000 is the Cleveland Brown defense coming off there uh, by week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Not worried about Miles Garrett not playing in this game? Uh, you know, it's more so the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, look, no matter what defense they've played, Carson Wentz has been sacked. He's been giving up turnovers. So that is true. I actually had Cleveland in there. I took them out because I, they're also not the same defense without Miles Garrett. But I also did some adjustments to my lineup later on this afternoon. I want to finagling some extra pieces around. So I want to put enough money to go with the Miami Dolphins as my defense at $3,400 against the Denver Broncos. I hope Drew does play. He had four interceptions last week. That could very easily be the case against week. I don't care if it's ripe, and I don't care. I love the Miami Dolphins defense at $400. And I'll go through my lineup here with you. Taysom Hill, I think, is a free space at the quarterback position. The guy's $4,800 only on DraftKings. Look, I don't know what he's going to give you through the year. We don't have a lot of tape on him when it comes to actually throwing the football. But I do know he's going to run. And even if he Tim Tebow's it, he'll still be able to be in line to get you 20 points at $4,800. I'm that lowly that want to be a starter. Now, of course, it's because no one expected him to be the starter until yesterday when Sean Payton comes out with the news. So that kind of threw everything off. And in DraftKings, unlike FanDuel, which we'll get to in a minute, he's not eligible at the tight end position. So I do play him to quarterback position because he is so cheap. And I know that he has a half of a floor. I know he's going to run the football. That allowed me to do a lot of other things. I talked about that. I had Dalvin Cook in my lineup just like you did. 
I also came back with somebody that I think is going to be a contrarian play because a lot of people are down on him right now, Ezekiel Elliott. Zach Martin is back. He practiced in full all week long. I think Zeke's going to be he's going to be a little bit healthier than what he was before he came off the bye, that's for sure. But the big key with Zach Martin being there against the Minnesota defense, the holes in the middle will be there. The big thing with Andy Dalton being back for the Dallas Cowboys in this game is that the check down is going to be there. I believe Ezekiel Elliott is going to be back to getting 25 touches in this game. I'm going to take my shot, especially with a guy who's going to be a contrarian play because you know no one's high on him right now. I like him with this offensive line getting healthier, especially in this match against Minnesota. I know they've been playing better as of late. I don't buy in overall that this is suddenly a stout top 10 defense all of a sudden that we have on our hands. I'm going to play Ezekiel Elliott with a lot of confidence there. And then my wide receivers, I tried to go with three guys that are just getting a lot of targets right now because I just wanted to go with the safe floor, possibly high ceiling plays. So I went with Keenan Allen against the Jets in this game. They're not, no one's going to be able to cover Keenan Allen whatsoever. I know he didn't get double digit targets last week. The way the first read, the Jets can't take away the first read. Keenan will be just his formal workload. Justin Herbert will get him the ball. I expect a big floor, big ceiling out of Keenan Allen for this matchup. Then I followed that up with another guy who's been getting targeted like crazy, Terry McLaurin. He's my number three receiver on the week going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. I love what he's been able to do after the catch. I believe he's the number one receiver after the catch right now. Terry McLaurin firing him up with confidence at $6,900. The fact that he's not already in the $7,000 range is really surprising to me. I love Terry McLaurin here. I went with your boy as well. We both have Jacoby Myers in our lineups as our wide receivers, $4,900. Again, another guy I'm looking at is getting double-digit targets in a very much plus matchup. He has looked great. He looked great against Baltimore. And if he can look great against Baltimore, he'll, look, he'll be absolutely fine against Houston. Love him as a safe play. And he has just as much upside, just as much floor as he would as and really any of these other guys that are getting priced at $6,500 or more, frankly. He's at $4,900. The next guy, I felt like I was taking a page out of your book here, Chris, when I went with my tight end because I hate this guy. But because of the matchup, because of the landscape of tight end, I felt like I had to do it. And I went with Logan Thomas against the Cincinnati Bengals. The, the one tune since was that Alex Smith is actually down the field more so than a Colin Allen did, more so than a Dwayne Haskins did, to the point enough where I believe tight end involved when you need it in the red zone, which is why I'm okay with going with Logan Thomas, tight end actually overall for the week, and I'm going with him in DFS. And then I rounded it out with my flex play in Jakeem Grant, $3,500 only. He had five targets last week. He's the second targeted wide receiver to Devontae Parker. And against Denver, the most effective way to move the football against Denver is to throw it on the perimeter. It only takes one play with Jakeem Grant. He's explosive as anybody else is out at $30, especially trying to round out a lineup in this case where I went very top heavy. It per works in perfectly at the flex position for me. So I actually feel pretty good about this lineup winning some money tomorrow. Before we switch over to our FanDuel lineups, Chris, why don't you give me your two draft sleepers and what crack your value? Yeah, okay. So for DraftKings, I got sleepers for, I mean, this might be, one of the guys you were talking about, but for four grand, Adrian Peterson going up against the Carolina Panthers, 29th against the running back, giving about 28 points per game. Um, DeAndre Swift out for the week. So Adrian Peterson, Texas guy, fire him up for four grand, right? Um, then also yeah. 
talked about the Houston Texans a little bit. You don't know who the guy's going to be in New England, but for $4,200, James White. Uh, Houston, 30th against the running back. Jeez, and they their linebackers, we're playing with, like, practice squad guys right now. Our linebackers are not healthy, so Adrian Peterson, James White, two sleepers for DraftKings. Yeah, James White's interesting to me because Rex Burke has been playing ahead of him pretty consistently, uh, and that's the one thing I would be worried about there. And with Adrian Peterson, that, that's a good note right there because there's been reports about, well, Adrian Peterson will get the start, but they want carry on to do the role of a DeAndre Swift. Look, carry on will be involved, but we've been through this song and dance already this season. If Adrian Peterson's playing well and he should be able to against Carolina, carry on Johnson's not going to out-touch Adrian Peterson in this game, plain and simple. So at $4,000, I do like that play a lot. I went a little bit more expensive with my sleepers, but nevertheless, still good value plays. Kalen Balazs at $5,600. It's, the revenge it's tour continues this weekend. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard to want to trust because it's Kalen Balazs. I do buy into the revenge narrative a little bit, but it's more because the Chargers, they didn't just feature him in the running game. They threw him the ball. He had five targets last week. That, to me, is the key. If he's going to get treated like the bell cow and Joshua Kelly is going to be the clear number two and Tremaine Pope's not even going to be on the field like he wasn't last week, well, then I like what bell cow backs can do against the New York Jets. And at $5,600, it's going to be hard-pressed to find an RB2 who you like more at that price range, quite frankly. And then the other one, I actually went to quarterback, and I normally don't do this, but given that Miles Garrett is out, given that he has some extra weapons, and I think they're going to start to get on the same page. Carson Wentz at $5,700 does make a lot of sense to me if nothing else usually speaking in the fourth quarter no one scores more than Carson Wentz in the fourth quarter especially if he's going to be using his legs and rushing in touchdowns that's going to be the big key for him here but at $5,700 I think there's a good ceiling to his game and I don't think for once that we're supposed to get horrible weather in Cleveland we might get some rain but we're not going to get any winds it's not going to be crazy snowing or anything like that it has been like past couple of weeks so Carson went to $5,700 is probably my other uh, I'd sleeper I would go with if you're looking to set a DraftKings lineup. Chris, why don't you break down what your FanDuel lineup was for us this week? So FanDuel, I went completely different uh, than my DraftKings lineup. Um, but I'm featuring your guy, Kalen Balaj. The barrage of Balaj continues revenge tour week, right? Round two. So my quarterback is Justin Herbert for $8,500. Hunt, Kareem Hunt at 67. Then here we go. Kalen Balaj at 58. Um, going over to that Cleveland game as well. Jarvis Landry, 5,900 bucks. Kept my guy Chase Claypool at 6,400. Paid up for him. And then I took his buddy too. I want to get a little frisky in this game. I took Deontay Johnson as well at 6,400 bucks. Um, here we go um, at my flex position. $10,500 at Dalvin Cook. My defense, Pittsburgh. And then, obviously, <laughs> my tight end, who uh, is also the quarterback, right? Taysom Hill, $4,500 on FanDuel. I, he's probably the skeleton key, like we talked about, Dalvin Cook and uh, DraftKings. But Taysom Hill, $4,500. bucks. you got to put him somewhere in your lineup. He might be 100% played in tournament leagues in FanDuel. 
but you still have to play him. You are not going to win if Taysom Hill is not in your tight end position on FanDuel. It's not going to happen. He, even with Travis Kelsey, he, not that he's eligible for the games that we're playing because we play the classic you know, Sunday afternoon games and they're playing Sunday night. Even if he was available, Taysom Hill would still be the number one tight end if he's actually eligible to play tight end. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah, you're not going to be able to win anything, especially in FanDuel, if Taysom Hill is not in there at your tight end position. So there's no way around it. Exactly, 100%. So that was my FanDuel lineup. Dan, what do you got? Well, I'll go through some of the guys that I kept the same. I kept the Miami Dolphins. They're at 4,800 on FanDuel as defense. I also have Taysom Hill, of course, at tight end. I kept Jacoby Myers, who's $6,000 against Houston there. And then I also kept Dalvin Cook as my RB1 at $10,500. Now, this is where I went different everywhere else. In this one, I went with Joe Burrow as my quarterback in this matchup against Washington. Washington, as of late, when you actually break down the numbers of what they're doing against the quarterbacks, it's not very impressive. They are letting up points. They are letting up a ton of points to a lot of bad teams. The floor will be there for Burrow with Giovanni Bernard, not Joe Mixon back there. They will still have to continue to be heavy pass. And I actually think because he has a little bit of a banged up ankle right now, it will actually be beneficial to him because the ball will get out quicker and he's not going to hold on to it as much. You know, he hasn't really provided you much with his legs as far as value goes anyway, as of late, I'd rather him get the ball out of his hands, get it to his receivers who have been able to attack Washington on the perimeter quite consistently as $7,700. I like what his floor is. And because he has such a high volume, he's got a heck of a ceiling too. And I think he's due for a bounce back game here. Joe Burrow can do when he doesn't have to play against the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens who are just dominating his offensive line. I don't think Washington's going to dominate them in quite the same way. Next one, I was very excited. I was off this next week. Derek Henry, $8,200 to go with Dalvin Cook for this game. I love Derek Henry against the Baltimore Ravens. Why? Because Clay Campbell is going to be out. Brandon Williams is going to be out of this game. So there's going to be holes that would not normally be there for a running game on top of the fact that it's Derrick Henry and he's already trucked to have to tackle coming through the hole anyway. And they're going to be able to lean on that. I actually like Tennessee a lot in this game too. We're going to talk about that a little bit when we get to the sports bets in the second half of the show. But yeah, I am big on Derrick Henry this week. In fact, let's pair him up with Dalvin Cook two top five running backs from you this week. Very excited about that. My other receiver, I went with your boy, Chris. I went with Brandon Cooks at four out of four Houston. Stephon Gilmore could be back. That's fine. He'll be on Will Fuller. Brandon Cooks, I believe he's been very, yeah, revenge game, but also he's been very targeted over the past month, month and a half now. He's been very involved in the offense. I expect it to continue. You can throw the ball, especially from the slot and that second corner against the New England Patriots. I think the Texans are going to have to throw the ball a lot because, again, they're dealing with Duke Johnson, not David Johnson at the running back position. So I don't think they're going to run the ball particularly effectively or at least not efficiently. And that'll lead to Brandon Cooks having a solid game at $600. It comes down to pretty much being a steal for me at that point. I also have Deontay Johnson, like you did, at $6,400 against Jacksonville. I just trust his target share with the Steelers offense right now. And at my flex, last but not least, I had got J.D. McKissick. His target share since Alex Smith has been the quarterback is absolutely through the roof. I don't see why that would change against Cincinnati, a game that I expect to go back and forth, go all the way into the fourth quarter. He is always going to have a high target share as long as Alex Smith is the starting quarterback. So I love J.D. McKissick at $5,600 on FanDuel. So, Chris, before we get Chaz in on the other side, what are your two FanDuel sleepers that didn't quite make your lineup? 
Yeah, for sure. Real quick, like you mentioned with Brandon Cooks, there were, I had to look up a stat. Brandon Cooks is in the slot almost 25% of the time. That's ridiculous for his like that's for just ridiculous. Well, that's also why you haven't seen Randall Cobb really be that involved over the past few weeks yeah. either because of that, because they they are moving Brandon Cooks all around the field. It's become the Brandon Cooks Will Fuller show as a result of that. That's why I really love this matchup for Cooks against the Patriots here. Love it, love it, love it. Uh okay, so my two sleepers on FanDuel, like I went running backs for DraftKings. I'm gonna go uh wide receivers on FanDuel just because the pricing is a little bit different. So you have a little bit more money to play with on FanDuel, uh, but I still went cheap. Um, I'm going with Marvin Hall of the Detroit Lions. Uh, That's nice no Kenny Galladay, no Danny Amendola. So Marvin Hall going against the Carolina Panthers, allowing 36 points per game, 13th worst against the wide receiver. Fire him up, man. And then, you know, I, I've been high on this. Well, I've been high on his boy, CeeDee Lamb, but Michael Gallup going up against the Minnesota Vikings, giving up away 43 and um, 43 points uh, to the wide receiver position. So, Marvin Hall, Michael Gallup on FanDuel, really, really cheaply priced. So fire them up. I love it. I love it. I actually went with somebody I thought was going to be a big-time contrarian play here. I think a lot of people are looking at this as, like, well, Matt Breed is going to be back, so we don't know what the share is going to be. Okay, I'm, going to try to, I'm going to try to get this right. I know, Savan right? Ahmed. Savan Ahmed. I love him a lot. $5,600 dollars he's going to be the lead back he can run he can catch he's more physical Matt Breida for as talented as he is and I feel bad for him sometimes he no matter what the situation is no matter who the depth chart is he's always the complimentary lightning back that is who he is so he's looking at a max of eight to ten touches in this game because the Dolphins have been so good on defensive side of the ball I think they will be in a position to try to run the clock out in the second half of this ball game Savan Ahmed is the real deal. I think he has all three down. I think he's Miles Gaskin if Miles Gaskin had power to his game. So I think he's actually better than Miles Gaskin is. I don't, I would not put it out of the realm of possibility that he winds up being the starting running back the rest of the way for the Miami Dolphins, even when Gaskin comes back because of how impressive he has looked and what he brings to the table, especially in the confines of Chan Gailey's system, who would rather have a featured running back that he feels like he could play all three downs and not have to worry about it, especially with Jordan Howard out. Ahmed is going to be the guy who gets the goal line carries, not Matt Breida. I like him a lot at $5,600 as a contrarian play. I think a lot of people are going to be cooling off of with Breida coming back in the lineup. The other guy I went with in the same game, KJ Hamler, $5,200. He has been targeted a lot over the past couple of weeks now. Drew Locke looks like he is going to play, and a lot of people are sleeping on the idea of what KJ Hamler is able to do. While the perimeter corners of the Dolphins are going to look, they're going to look to take away Jerry Judy. They're going to look to take away Tim Patrick. They're going to look to Noah Fant in the middle. KJ Hamler, if he gets targeted eight to ten times like he has been over the past couple of weeks in this game, there's a really good shot that he's going to be breaking one sooner rather than later. I like him especially as a dart throw in tournament plays. What we're going to do now, though, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we got Chaz Filardi. we got sports bets for you for the week. So everybody stay tuned because we have a lot more for you. This is DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back, everybody, to the show. You are listening to the DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. WWS brand presents to you by Belly Sports. Of course, I am here as your host, Dan Mater, along with 
Christopher Pinto, and of course, our very special guest who comes on here every single week, the one, the only Mr. Chaz Filardi of Sports Betting Weekly. Chaz, how are you doing today, man? Better than that bear. Did you see Chris just sucked that thing down, man? That bear didn't stand a chance. That bear was plus 375. <laughs> you know that's what I do, Chaz? Hey, you know what? Uh, it's a bye week for you, that's right? What... You know, uh, we're not going to talk about but yes, it is. For the Aggies, for the Aggies, I mean. <laughs> no, I'm doing good. You know, here's the thing. While while I was listening to you guys, <clears throat> and I like to listen to you, and I've told you that because you, you hear stuff, and it really is. It's a weird, weird world on what you have to look for when you're betting football nowadays. It we talked about it on our show. You know, thanks to you guys, we got our, we got our little spinoff. You know, I is that's I think that's what they call them on TV when you you become another show yeah. off a show. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's been and great so, too, by the way. Well, thank you. You know, we're, we're still getting there. You guys make it look easier. It, it isn't easy, especially when you've got to run spots and stuff. But my point is, I it was doing the prop me contest and I made the contest. It's a contest we do every week. It's the best contest because we talked about it. yours is monthly. So every month you can join up. Ours is weekly. And really, if you have two, three good weeks in a row, you can win the whole thing. And I made 11 props and I'm only supposed to have 10. And I can't blame anybody but me because I did it. <laughs> so this week, if you're watching and you're in the prop me contest, there's 11 props. Everything else is the same. Rules are the same. My bad. There you go. There you go. Check that all out. Yeah, I, we're just talking about this. I mean, we're going through the DFS lineups and everything like that. And just the crazy amount of news that came out, the really impactful news that came out on Friday. How has that affected your bets going into this week so far? This whole this whole year, I'm just I've made smaller bets. I had I had a game. It was Friday night, and I bet two dollars and fifty cents because I use joinuwager.com, and they have no minimums. You could literally bet a dollar. I bet two dollars and fifty cents just because I I forget who it was. I just didn't have any confidence, and I but I wanted to have action because as you know, I'll then make a play for. You know, say I got say I had the first half, first quarter, and the games, and that's seven dollars and fifty cents. Somewhere in the game, I'll make a fifteen dollar play live. I could lose those other three, and and win the game. So today was a today was a pretty good day. But I I do have a parlay open with Boise State, and the first two teams. Now this is college football, folks. Do not, I repeat, do not attempt this at home. Eighty two points. <laughs> Their two teams were given eighty two points. And I got it. I filled it. It was an open parlay. Again, uh, another reason I like, I, I really like that that the website I use, joinyouwager.com. It's because open parlays allow you to say, hey, what do you like? I, I I was late. You know, it's been my birthday all week. So I had a, another birthday dinner Friday. And it's really been a great, great birthday. It's stretched out because it was on Sunday. Yeah, but it, yeah, it stretched out, man. It was a good birthday. But so what happened is. I'm chasing my tail a little this week because Breeders' Cup. And then I need Thanksgiving. I'm holding on because we don't do a show Thanksgiving week. I'm holding on for Thanksgiving. So I'm looking at trying to make my plays. And I thought BYU's given 50. They should cover. Alabama's given 32. They should cover. And they both covered. So I'm live to Boise State in the first half. And like we said, a few weeks ago, the game started playing after your show. I was really – I would do your show. And then I'd be sitting around Jonesing for the morning because there's no more football. Now there's football. 
Chaz, I didn't realize yeah, you were in November. Yes, I didn't know. You, well, you know what? I'm not a big about me kind of guy, but um, it, it was a Sunday birthday, and it was Sunday birthdays are pretty cool. Well, first of all, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Second of all, all three of us, our birthdays are in November. That's pretty big. That is pretty wild. Now, uh, any cuss people, or are you all Scorpios too? Uh, I'm a Sagittarius. All right, so you're you're uh, earlier I'm a Sagittarius in the month. as well. We're later. Okay. No so, later. So, 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 when is yours then? Mine's the twenty third. Mine's on Monday. Okay. And Dan. And mine's on next Sunday, the twenty ninth. So, did you guys ever get Thanksgiving birthdays? Uh, when I was born in Conroe. Well, I, it's funny enough. The first half of the show, we talked about that, and we, yeah, I, I talked to Chris. I said with my family, a lot of times I would wind up getting a a Thanksgiving birthday of of sorts, especially depending on what family members were around for that particular holiday. It happened quite a bit. Yeah, because Vic's dad was was that way, and it, he he would land right on Thanksgiving quite often. Well, you know, every seven or eight years, whatever it is, you know. No, no, no. You know what? <clears throat> when you're when you're when you're doing fantasy and it's during your birthday season, <clears throat> you're hoping that some of those players that maybe weren't going to play play and they get you some points you weren't supposed to get. So you, you got to use those birthday gimmies anytime you can get them. So I guess I'm going to do this right now, Dan. Right, my birthday gimme is definitely going to be Taysom Hill uh, because in all of my home league. <laughs> He's in my tight end position because we're on ESPN leagues and everyone's like cussing me out, send me text messages. I'm like, dude, it's 2020. Yeah, I keep up. I was just going <laughs> to lead up with that, Chris. Yeah, because so I, I did the same thing you did. I jumped on Taysom Hill. I'm playing him as a as a because in, in the home leagues that I'm in, uh, what we do is we do a wide receiver slash tight end position. We don't have just a tight end position dedicated. So basically, I have Taysom Hill playing as a wide receiver right now, essentially. And everybody is so mad and they were – I'm commissioner of most of these leagues, and everybody's like, oh, can we just be school and not play Taysom Hill? I'm like, absolutely not. What are you out of your mind? Uh, this is a cheat code right now. Playing Taysom Hill everywhere. So, yeah, I wanted to ask you how much crap did you catch for beating everybody to the punch on the waiver line and actually being able to pick up Taysom Hill, and now you have two quarterbacks in a one-quarterback league in your starting lineup. First, there's a lot of there's a yeah. lot of smack talking going on now. A lot of uh... – a lot of people call me podcast these days, <laughs> but also I just, I had to give this quote out from JJ Zacharyson. You got to know the rules and you have to play the rules better than anyone else. If you want to win. 100%. I just call it Belichicking. If you just Belichick, you have a better <laughs> chance to win, knowing how to win within the rules and stretch out those rules, knowing what there's not a rule for 100%. So Chaz, while we got you on here, man, with like we talk about it's crazy week this week. I think I think even maybe more so than most. What are some of the team totals that you're looking at this week? Actually, I only have one, but I did pretty good today. <clears throat> I had I had one bad beat though. I had one team that ended up uh only scoring 42 and the over was 43. And they they had 42 for a long time. And I, I think I did yell at the screen, come on, it's my birthday. <laughs> It didn't work. You know, be, before I get to my team totals, you know, the one thing you mentioned, Dan, that when you are putting the stuff out there, you're taking that information first. Well, none of the none of the players are calling you two guys just because you guys take the time to play commissioner stuff. You still got to do the work. You still got to go find the guy because the, their agents aren't calling you. Right. 
They're calling somebody else, but you're finding it out when that person puts it out. So screw them because they could do that too. Don't take that crap. No, 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 absolutely not. Everyone's just a hater. And I, and I did see though that there were that was part because I pay attention to fantasy now. I yeah. watch what you guys post, and they were they were saying how the rules are going to change and they're going to make it, you know, you can't be a tight end. Is he a tight end? Is he a receiver? Is he a quarterback? And I I'm imagine, yeah, if you have two quarterbacks and everybody else has one, you're at advantage. Oh, absolutely. Because off, off the bat, if nothing else, you have a higher floor than any other positional player would have at that position. And most likely a much higher ceiling as well. So yeah, it gives you a huge advantage. The only other time I can remember this happening was when Terrell Pryor was on the Cleveland Browns and he had that week where he played a quarterback, but he had been listed as a wide receiver that entire year. As the only other time I can even remember this happening, and even with this one, this will probably wind up being a one-week deal as well because once Taysom Hill plays most of this game at quarterback, he probably will only be eligible at quarterback after this week. This is not this is not something that's going to last you out the entire season. But for this week, it's going to be a lot of fun for those of us who are able to beat out everybody at, to the waiver wire for sure. Uh, so what was that one team total that you did have there, Chaz? I, I, I don't know. So when you see the score, somebody won 42 to something. <laughs> I needed 43. That's all I know. But I'm excited because I got Boise State. Now they're in Hawaii, and that tonight is a, you know, Hawaii is a unique trip for, for most teams. However, uh, Boise State got beat up by BYU. They had some quarterback issues. The guy was sick. He wasn't sick. They weren't telling you. That's the other aspect of it now. You know, um, they're they're – they're keeping some stuff secret to the very, till they have to tell people. And that's, you know, mostly take as a coach. Yeah. You want to take advantage of that knowledge that the other team doesn't have, but it's really tough for us guys, because you really, it's a crapshoot. You just, you know, I haven't now I haven't had any where I've already made the bet, but it's going to happen in the next two or three weeks. I will play a, a bet that there was information that was out there that I didn't get it because they did just, so much information there really is yeah i mean well i mean you had your show on thursday night um what did you guys talk about then what were some of your big tips out of that one well the big thing about our game is we bet the live you know i talk about live action we do it on our show every single week we have a guy come in and then oh here's the, if you got some people out there that want to do some sports betting but they're really not sure if they want to go all in it's the GMF sports consultants. And we have John from there on every week and they gave us a deal. It's not 199. It's not 189. It goes all the way down to 149 for the rest of the year, all his plays, mostly football. But that's, that's a, it, just like when you guys talk between yourselves about who do you like when somebody is giving you picks and you're only having to pay 150 bucks for the whole year. If you bet that much in a weekend, it's worth just having that opinion because he may see something you don't see, but we always start with him and then he leaves and he goes to the casino. He's in actually, but he's a, he's just does it for a living. He's just a professional sports better. It's pretty cool. And then uh, we talk about college. We talk about the pros. We talk about whatever the guys want to talk about. It's mostly the guys talking. And then I, I save all my talking for a while. I come on your guys show. <laughs> Well, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there because, like I said, it's a great show, and I want people to know what they're going to be getting and checking that out on Thursday night on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network right here on WWSRN. All right, Chris. <laughs> Locks of the week for Chris Pinto are um, – I'm going I'm, I'm to do it, guys. Uh, the Chargers over the Jags. I don't care what kind of points the Chargers or the Jags the are getting. Steeler, or, or the Jets. Steelers, not the Chargers. I'm sorry. 
the Steelers. Oh, Steelers, okay. Jags. Uh, I was looking at that other one. My other lock is the Chargers over the Jets. <laughs> now, we talked about that, you're, Dan, you're on the show. Take... Say that again? I was saying we talked about that on the show. It sounds like he's not really necessarily betting the two teams as much as part of it he's betting against two teams. Yeah, yeah. I'm betting oh, against well, yeah, the Jags there. for sure. Like, they're just, te- just terrible, terrible right now. <laughs> They're two terrible teams, but here's what I will say, though. I find, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but the line is still minus eight in favor of the Chargers over the Jets, correct? I think I looked today, and it's nine and a half. I might be wrong. It's moved up nine and a half. Because the Chargers have been so Jekyll and Hyde, and because they seem to fall apart in the second half, I do worry about the Jets being able to backdoor cover in this game, especially the way Flacco was looking, throwing the ball down the field to Brashad Perryman. Chargers are going to win this game. I have no doubt about that. But I thought I I didn't put them as my upset pick, but I thought actually the Jets covering, I think is actually something that's really on the table here with the way they played against the Patriots, but also the way the Chargers play because they have not been overly impressive. A lot of people get swept up in Justin Herbert playing as well as he has and offense doing some of their things they've been able to do. But because the defense has been so banged up, they haven't really been able to play the way that the defense was supposed to be able to play. And that's why they've been kind of falling apart in the second half, like some other teams out there, like the Detroit Lions, like the Atlanta Falcons. It's all the same thing. When you have that Achilles heel in your week, in your secondary, it allows for backdoor covers. I would be a little, just me, I'd be a little bit concerned about the Jets being able to backdoor cover that game. I don't know what you guys think about that. I, I think it's going to be okay because Justin Herbert got the sunshine haircut caught, cut up, so he can see perfectly. Is that a good thing, though? Did you see that side-by-side <laughs> picture? I don't know that that was a good thing. It, it looked pretty <laughs> bad. This is Samson with him right now, so I'm steering away from that because he's my quarterback in a bunch of leagues. I'm thinking when I saw that, this guy could do it himself with manscaping. It'd be better. <laughs> I, I agree. It was horrendous, but that's also that's also what you get for having your conditioning coach cut your hair. I don't know. I don't know what you were thinking there. I mean, no, no idea. Uh, so for me, my two lock picks of the week was first and foremost Kansas City. The fact that that line is minus six and a half, I think, is a joke. The Raiders' defense, the entire Raiders' defense, has not been able to practice because of COVID all week long. Now they're going to get about half of their starters back for this game. But they didn't get the practice. And then the other half is still very much question mark if they're going to be able to. I mean, the, Jay, uh, John Gruden and several of the others front office staff were saying that they don't even know how they're going to make it through this game because they had no idea who they're even going to have available on that defensive side of the ball. And let's not forget, you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. So the fact that that line is minus, I would have made this my lock if it was minus 12. The fact that it's minus six and a half is where I'm just like, yeah, hands down, I am betting that all day, every day with Kansas City. I actually lumped them into a parlay that I'll talk about in a little while later, but I'm doing a parlay I feel pretty confident about going into the weekend. And then my other lock pick of the week is Miami. Again, a line that I'm very surprised by. Miami minus four over Denver. Drew Locke at best is going to be very much banged up, not close to 100%, is a turnover machine in and of itself. That Miami Dolphin defense, we talked about this in our DFS lineups because we had them in there quite a bit. That is a real defense, and they're going to give a lot of problems to Drew Locke and to a running game that's already been non-existent over the past few weeks, even against much lesser defenses over the past couple of weeks on top of it. So I think Miami, there's no way 
that they don't cover that spread at minus four. I think there's no reason why, frankly, they shouldn't be able to dominate that game. I would have bet them at minus seven. That's another line where I was just I was very surprised by. I don't know what you guys think about that. Well, listen to I'm going to give you my plays <laughs> and great minds think alike. I got Pittsburgh. I got the team total over for Pittsburgh, Miami, Minnesota. Then I'm guaranteed. I'm actually putting down Minnesota in the second half. Last week we we missed each other last week, but last week was my first. I'm betting this team in the second half, no matter what, and, and it was a winner. And then I've got Kansas City. So you guys and your four picks, name three of mine. <laughs> Gotta love there that. There you go. See. We're heading in the right direction. That's, that's what that means. That means we are we are all seeing something together at the same time. We have we have agreed in the past, and and I have had successful weekends. Now, last week I was a winner, but I had a couple weeks in a row where I, I was kind of figuring it out, and, and I said I'm I'm going back to the same style that I used. Uh, I call it my Caliente system. It's four plays only, four college plays, four pro plays. And then what you do is you make a four-teamer. So you bet them all first half, you bet them all for the game, you bet two, two, two four-teamers. If you go three and one, which I did last week, you win money. But the live action is still always there. The live, I tell people all the time, so our show, we're doing the live action live. It's really, really pretty cool. Um, I'm not really keeping track of it because we make a lot of bets, but we're up a couple bucks after two weeks. So, uh, you know, you, you got to like who you like, but you still have to pay attention because you never know when that opportunity to make all your losses back in one play. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I've I've come addicted to the live betting myself, frankly, especially on primetime games where I have the time to kind of sit down there and go with it. So, like the Thursday night games, the Monday night games, the Sunday night games, because uh, I don't usually have a lot of time during the day. But when I, those games are on, I find myself sitting there with my with my sports book, like, yep, bet, bet, bet. I've, it's 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 a great way, like you said, to make smaller bets and then still be able to make up for another lost bet that you had somewhere down the way, or just be able to kind of continue it rolling and keeping that hot streak alive. It's really a great way to kind of do mini bets and be able to make some money off of it for sure. I've definitely grown addicted to it myself. Well, and again, you mentioned, you mentioned a few of the games. One of the games you mentioned that I didn't have was that Jets game. So maybe what happens is the Jets take the opening kickoff and they take it back and they score a touchdown. And all of a sudden now the Chargers aren't the big dog, big favorite anymore. Right. And those, right. and is, but you, so you got two things. You could watch your own bets. If you're wrong, you could catch up. Or if you're right, like Tampa Bay, I was right on and they started slow. And then I, I showed somebody, the score was like 43 to 26 or something. I said, do you believe I lost a bet in this game? I did. I lost <laughs> the first half, but then I won the second half and I won the game. So now a quick Thanksgiving question for you guys. Do either of you, are, have the responsibility in your families to cook for Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, actually, my wife and I will be hosting for both of our families uh, this upcoming Thanksgiving, which I'll just mention this real quickly for you guys who listen to and watch the MD's Fantasy Football Show on Thursdays. It's probably not going to be at 12 o'clock. It's probably going to be much earlier than that. I'm not exactly sure what time, but we will have a Thanksgiving show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network just to give you guys a head up. But it might it might be at the crack of dawn because uh, my wife and I are going to have to be up and cooking and making everything get ready there. How about you, well, Chris? No, and the reason I asked. Dan, Dan doesn't sleep. So pay attention to his show because it'll come out at some point. The dude does not sleep. <laughs> and, and the reason I ask, guys, is because it's Thanksgiving's great because it's one game, one game, one game, one game. You don't have – there's no – you don't need two TVs. You don't need in it's in screen TV, screen and screen. But if you're cooking and and tensions in a kitchen, when you got things in the oven, can get ugly. And then all of a sudden, you know, the buzzer goes off for your 
rolls or whatever, but you try to get a bet in and you know what? So just, you have to, you have to take the other people that you're working with in the, in the environment of hosting in, in mind, because it could be pretty tense Thanksgiving day when you're sports betting. No doubt about yeah, it. I'm, I'm pretty lucky. Well, here's my, my here's my rule for myself is. Oh. Uh, Chris. I was going to say, I was, I'm pretty lucky. The, uh, the women in our family will cook and the men will watch football and just kind of do some stuff. My father-in-law is going to oh, do straight it. Straight out 1950s. Nice. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> what, I saw a sitcom. Wasn't that on a sitcom? <laughs> <laughs> From 80 years ago. But yeah. We just you fall know, back into a time machine. You know, we're here in Texas. So, you know, it, it, we, we, you know, it, it's a little bit different down here, but we will be, we're, we will be grilling. Uh, there'll be a deep fried Turkey at some point. So, me and my father-in-law, my two brother-in-laws, uh, we'll do that. But football will definitely be on. There's going to be TVs everywhere. Uh, maybe one in the garage, probably. Um, but, yeah, I said what I said. <laughs> no, no. Again, hey, it is what it is. I, You know, I grew up in an Italian house, you know. So, you know, trust me. The, the, they brought Thanksgiving dinner to my dad in his lounge chair, if I remember correctly. You know, <laughs> He didn't have to get up. I have to get up and, you know, go around the table and pick what I want. He, they brought him his plate and they knew exactly what to put on it. You don't give the old man stuff you don't like. I'm going to have to clip this out so uh, my father can listen to that because I'm sure he's going to love that. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Yeah, I, well, like I said, the one rule that I usually will try to make for myself for Thanksgiving, because this is a, a first-time thing for us, would be that I would try to do a parlay before we have to start cooking for the day. So I'm not going to be doing as much live betting on Thanksgiving. It's going to hopefully come on a parlay that I've already made previous to, and uh, hopefully I hit it, because otherwise I'm not going to be making up for it. The Sunday night game is a little uh, – the Thursday night game, excuse me, is a little bit different, because but usually by then we've kind of settled down. We have everything kind of done, put away at that point. So that Thursday night game, which I believe is the Steelers and the Ravens this week – that one, I'll be able to live bet a little bit more. But the day games, pretty much, I, I had to make my best previous two. I'm not going to be doing it while the game's going on. Um, as we're getting down to the show here, Chris, what's your sleeper pick? I mean, I don't know if it's a sleeper pick. And you, everyone who has watched this prior to the past two weeks knows I'm going the Texans over the Patriots. I, I like it. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a close one. There's a lot of close games this week, though. So I, I yeah, like that and, one. Uh, the Cincinnati and the football team. Yeah, I looked at that one too. The one I wound up going with though, and I'm very happy with it, and I actually have quite a bit of money that I'm going to be betting on this upset pick is Tennessee to win this game outright over the Baltimore Ravens. If Derrick Henry is going to be able to control this game the way I suspect he will be able to with no Clayus Campbell and no Brandon Williams on defensive front for the Baltimore Ravens, play action will open up for Ryan Tannehill play action bombs will open up for AJ Brown. I just believe Tennessee is going to be able to win this game while their defense has not been very good. And I believe JV on Clowney may not be playing in this game either because of Greg Roman. And I've talked about Greg Roman extensively on my show, the NBC football show and, and all the things that I am just disturbed by with the way he's calling plays. Doesn't matter what defense they're playing against. Their offense is not allowed to get into rhythm right now with the way they're calling plays, with the way they're making personnel groupings. I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to take advantage of the fact that the Tennessee Titans don't have a very good defense right now, which I think will just lead into the Titans being able to control this game. Especially love that. I mean, the line of this one is plus six and a half. I think that that could almost be a lock bet in and of itself for Tennessee Titans, in my opinion. But my upset pick is that they win this game outright. Right now, they're sitting at plus two thirties. You're, you're setting up some pretty good odds for the Titans to win this game outright. 
That's a two-teamer. Pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's yeah. a lot easier to I, win a two-teamer when there's only one team up. involved. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. A- exact 100%. I, I, I'm looking at that. That is, is the only upset. I think it's one of the more confident upset picks I've, I've really made so far this season. It just it kind of lines up perfectly this week. And for some reason, I think the uh, Vegas is just not putting into the line, putting into consideration exactly what kind of Ravens teams going into this game on Sunday. And remember that they have, the, they being the Titans, the uh, third best over under record. So this year they've had seven games go over. No, six games go over, one push, and two go under. So if you're leaning to make it a three-teamer, Tennessee on the money line and the over, that would get a really good payback for your buck. Uh, yeah, that would. That would be a tremendous payback. I actually have them winning this game outright par laid up with the Miami Dolphins covering their there you line go. as well. There you go. And that's, that's like one that I'm feeling one. pretty good about. And then I the like other parlay one. that I talked about earlier um, was that I have – I did some alternative lines, but I kept this Kansas City at minus 6.5. I went with Tennessee at plus 7.5 because I did this actually earlier in the week when the line was a little bit bigger, so I was getting good odds on that. And then I followed it up with just getting a safe play. Sometimes you want that third team just to boost the odds, but you want to keep it as safe as possible. I just took Pittsburgh at minus 2.5 just to give me a lock – bet and make sure the parlay doesn't get screwed up but get a little extra boost in those odds there wound up at plus 387 i believe is what it wound up at uh when placing that bet so that was my other parlay that i made uh this week that could be you know that could be a sports betting lessons.com tip when you fill in with multiple teams in a parlay don't be afraid in the third and the fourth one to throw that on the money line because this way right. you're you're getting such a boost from the parlay aspect that those money line bets by themselves technically would be negative, but the parlay doesn't get impacted. It may go. So say, say you had that, uh, the, the bet you made, which was Tennessee money line and the over. Well, then, then you take another one. That's a, you, about you know anywhere from five to seven, you can get money line and it's not that bad over that. Of course it's you're giving the money away to bet that team, but that's a great, great point. Yeah, as one of the more, more fun ways for me to bet because that's also one where I can just throw 20 bucks or I can throw 50 bucks down and I could be looking at a hell of a return if certain these things hit. And these are instances where I feel like the probability is right there with it. Uh, but before we close down the show, Chaz, I want you to talk about, of course, as every week, championshipfootballs.com, which everyone, make sure you're checking out on Twitter, on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Right there with the footballs in his hands. My wife, in the back if of my the wife sees me with my hands like that, she'll get mad at me. <laughs> Make sure you guys go ahead, check it out. DC's DFS tournament on DraftKings. The link is up on social media. You guys can all join. It's free to join. If you're playing to try to win the week. If you win the week, you become an eligible contestant for our drawing at the end of the month, which gets you $100 championshipfootballs.com. One of the great things that Chaz provides for us uh, every single month. And uh, Chaz, you can talk about what you have there. Yeah, we really enjoy giving. We, we we really do. We love it. We get a picture. Usually we'll get them to give us a picture. It'll take a picture. So your winner gets his football or her football. Then they take a picture. And then we get to use the picture in social media and on the website. And they're just, they're beautiful footballs. They are. They're, they're full-size souvenir footballs from your favorite team's special seasons because championships last forever championshipfootballs.com the coolest present they'll open that day guaranteed 
Yeah, one hundred percent. And you can I always follow him. I could have second. <laughs> I could have played an audio tape with the commercial. I think I just did it. <laughs> you pretty much did. I think you nailed it, actually. You can always follow him on Twitter at Second Half Chaz. He's a great follow. Make sure you're checking out his show on Thursday nights on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN Sports Betting Weekly. Chris, let everybody know where they can find you at and where to get your content with the Belly of Fantasy Live show on Wednesday nights. So I'm going to do my drop really quick. Uh, you can always follow me at Aggie Kappasig on Twitter. Uh, obviously, the Belly of Fantasy uh, Twitter as well. We have our new uh, Belly Up Fantasy live Twitter account. There's is brand new Ryan Hicks just uh, created it. Um, I'm not going to talk a lot about myself. I'm going to talk about a little bit about Dan right now today, uh, just because it's his birthday month. He gave you a play about Salvin, Salvon, Salvin, Ahmad, Ahmed, whatever, however you say his name. This guy ah, has been ridiculous. Gotta put the emphasis uh, on the ah. ah, Ahmed. There we go. There we go. But 19.8 points for fantasy and PPR formats exceeded expectations already. He's had 29 touches. So the dude's getting the volume right there. Obviously, like Dan told y'all, Miles Gaskin is probably the number one running back there when he comes back. But right now, this guy is almost a free square. Uh, I'm looking at his stats. He's been targeted in the red zone one time in his limited amount of play, but he's also got goal line attempts as well. So they're featuring this cat when he is in the game, uh, four baited tackles, just crazy stats on this kid. Cause he's got, he's got pretty good workload ability, 28 rush attempts, uh, 123 yards and a touchdown. Obviously um, you, you got to like him cause he's played 72 snaps too. So he's, he's always out there. Dan is right about this kid. Uh, if he's available in your fantasy leagues, go pick him up. And then obviously go follow Dan at uh, MD's Fantasy Nation, part of the Belly Up Fantasy Network. Well, I appreciate well, all the love, well Chris. Said. Of course, you can check well out the MD's said. Fantasy Football Show. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll be, uh, we'll be back on Monday, of course, the Sunday afternoon recap Tuesday with the Waiver Wire Report. Like I said, we will have a show on Thanksgiving. Not exactly sure when it's going to air. Make sure you're following us at Billy to find out exactly when that'll be. And, of course, follow us all along the weekend for the player news update notifications. We'll get those all out to you. Everybody take care. Be safe. Have some fun tomorrow. Win some money. Take our advice. We will get you there. I promise. I guarantee you that. And we'll see you guys all again next week. Always be cashing, guys.